Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the work that you do in this world, the work you do in our lives. Tonight in particular, we come to give you thanks for the work you did of sending your Son here to live amongst us, to die for our sins, to rise from the dead, to be seated in heaven, ruling and reigning over this creation. Lord, we thank you for that. But tonight, in particular, we thank you for sending him. Thank you for sending him as a baby in a manger. Lord, as we, as we come to your word, we, we ask you to speak to us tonight and to, and to help us hear you clearly. We ask that anything that would hinder us from hearing you, you would, you would remove or, or um, just remove so we could hear you. We pray that you would open our ears to hear, our eyes to see, and our hearts to receive what you have to say to us tonight. In your name we pray. Amen. So from the mouths of children, as the service was going on, my youngest said, why do they keep reading the same verse over and over and over and over again? I think it's good just to kind of meditate on it. Obviously, I did that on purpose, but just to kind of have it come over and over and just think about it and hear it anew over and over. Because I've been spending a lot of time thinking through that verse, and the beginning of that verse is fairly striking. No one has ever seen God. And if you just stop there, it kind of causes a little bit of a problem inside of you, I would guess. Um, I know even for me, you know, I think we, we live in a, in a culture that, that has a mantra that says, if I can't touch it, taste it, hear it, smell it, or see it, I'm not going to believe in it. And, and that's just kind of repeated over and over again, and it kind of gets into every one of us, even if we are believers. I think it's shaped every one of us. So when we, when we hear the phrase, no one has ever seen God, we kind of twitch, kind of flinch a little bit and go, uh-oh, there, there's an issue with that. How, how can I believe in something that I've, that I've never seen but John even says, no one's ever seen. So how can I believe in something that no one has ever seen? You know, it's, it's one of the, and as I've talked with people who don't believe in Christ, who, don't, who are not Christians, that's probably one of the number one um, objections that I hear. But I think even Christians struggle with this to some degree, that, that, that we, we want to see God, we, we want to be able to figure this out. And so some people say, you know what, I, we just have to have a blind faith. We, just, we, we, we don't see it, but we're going to believe anyways. And then there's other people who, who are just really trying to see God, and they're kind of grasping and looking in and, and every nook and cranny trying to, trying to find God because we're just kind of unsettled with the idea that no one has ever seen God. Even the disciples had an issue with that. You know, Philip is talking with Jesus and he says, Lord, show us the Father and that would be enough for us. He said, just, just show us God and, and we'll be happy. You know, it doesn't matter what else we do and no matter what else you say, wherever we go, just to show us the Father and that would be good enough. We just, we want to see God. 
And I can about picture Jesus' face in that moment. Just kind of going, what? And he says, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, you know, don't you have a clue? I always, I always think Jesus was a youth pastor. You know, youth pastors, you hear things and you just go, what? You know, and, and I just think Jesus sat, looked at Philip and said, come on, man. You've been, you've been with me so long. You've been seeing the things that I've been doing. You've been hearing the words coming out of my mouth. And you still don't get it? And he looks at him and says, Philip, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So if you want to see God... He says, look at Jesus. That's simple. And you hear John say, no one has ever seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. If you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father, you've seen God. And, and Jesus has made him known. And, and he hasn't just made him known like a good teacher makes someone known and because he was able to explain him to people. No, it's because he is the only God, John said. Jesus is the only God. Jesus, who is the one who's at the Father's side, he is the one who has made God known. He's the one who has made God, helped us to see God. If we see Jesus, we've seen the Father. And just take a moment to think through that every Christmas. I just take a moment to think through the little baby lying in a manger surrounded by cattle. If you've seen him, you've seen the Father. No one has seen God, but if they've seen this child in the manger, they've seen him. He's made him known. That's why the angels were singing and proclaiming who he was. That's why the shepherds were hustling out of the fields going to figure it out. That's why the wise men traveled from so far away, because that little baby made God known. When they saw him, they saw God. That's what we're celebrating tonight. I, I read a quote by R.C. Sproul. He, he, well, he didn't put it up, but they quoted him as saying, what we celebrate at Christmas is not so much the birth of a baby, but the incarnation of God himself. It's not just the birth of a baby. It's the fact that this baby made God known to us. And I think it's always important for us to make sure that, that we see that that's a big deal. And, and, and we don't want to lose that in the midst of all of the greatness of Christmas. Because there's a lot of really great things about Christmas. I mean, hot cocoa, eggnog, apple cider, playing hockey on the lake, warm fires, Friends and family, candlelight services at church. I mean, these are all really good things that make us feel warm and fuzzy inside. And they're all great things created by God that we should enjoy. And yet, don't miss the fact that it's all 
All of it is pointing us to the fact that that little baby made God known to us. If you want to see God, look at Jesus. The interesting thing is, though, that a lot of people have looked at Jesus and they didn't see God. And even Jesus said that. He has a crowd of people around him and he looks at these people and he says, you've never heard God's voice nor seen God's form, nor does his word dwell in you. But they're all looking at Jesus, and he says, you've never seen God. Why? He says, because you do not believe the one that he sent. He said, you're you're looking at me, but you don't believe. There's no faith in who I am. And so when you see me, you don't see God. You see something else. But when you have faith, when you look to Jesus in faith, you see God. It's, it's all a call, not just to look at Jesus and think, wow, this is really cool, and, but it's to turn to Jesus in faith. And when we turn to him in faith and when we lay our lives at his feet, the more and more and more we get to know who God is. So we see, get to know Jesus more and more, the more and more we get to know God. As we, as we see the way that Jesus acts and speaks and works with people, we see the way that God acts and speaks in this world. If you want to see God, look to Jesus in faith. And like I said, every single aspect of all of the warm fuzziness of Christmas is all pointing us to that reality that we should look to Jesus in faith. We're going to sing O Holy Night, which is one of my favorite Christmas songs. And that song calls us to bow down and worship our God, to look to Jesus in faith. As we circle around this sanctuary in a little bit and we, and we hold up our candles and we see the, the light of these candles pushing back the darkness and are reminded that Christ is light and life in the midst of this darkness, it's all pointing us to look to Him for life. Look to Him in faith for life. As, as we leave here and we go home and hang out with our friends and family or tomorrow morning we hang, hang out with family, it's all pointing us to look to Christ who when we turn to Him in faith, we're adopted into God's family. Everything about Christmas is pointing us to look to Jesus in faith. So for those who, who have said, I can't believe in a God unless I can see Him, Jesus took away that excuse. <laughs> he said, if you want to see God, look at Jesus. Look to Him in faith. If, if, if we want to see God, we don't have to, we don't have to have a, just a simple blind faith. We don't have to look for God in all these nooks and crannies. We simply have to look at Jesus in faith over and over and over again, trusting Him with every aspect of our lives. And when we look to Jesus in faith, we will see God. When we listen to Jesus in faith, we will hear God. When we look to Jesus in faith, God's world will, world, word will dwell in us. It will be welcomed into God's family and will be called children of God. His call for all of us is to look to Jesus tonight 
and through the rest of this Christmas season. Look to him, see God, and believe. Let's pray. Father, open our eyes to truly see your Son, who he is. Open our eyes to truly see you. Father, open our hearts to believe. Father, we really, truly want to see you. So work in us. Father, we pray over the rest of this service and the rest of our Christmas celebrations that that wouldn't get lost in the midst of everything, that we would be reminded that when we see Jesus, we see God. Help us to see. Help us to remember. Help us to worship and help us to celebrate with joy that you have come into this world to save your people. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.